0: Welcome back to another episode of the Creekside Podcast. Tune in each week with Drew and James to hear a relevant conversation about a biblical topic. Thanks for joining. Welcome to episode six of the Creekside Podcast. My name is James. I'm Drew. And we are excited to be talking about the church today. Uh, if you haven't got to see our other episodes, make sure and go back and watch or listen to those. You can find those on YouTube, on our uh, website, creeksidefellowshiptncom forward slash podcast. You can find all of our podcasts there.
1: That's it, uh, yeah, man. How are you doing today? I'm impressed you remembered the website. Name it took is, me a second as, as I was going is. through it. So, <laughs> what is our big question today, James? Today, the big
0: question is: Is church membership biblical?
1: Yes. Thanks for joining <laughs> in <laughs> we'll to see the you Greek next Side <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> yeah, good. Good question. Question I get a lot. Uh, You know, where in the Bible do we see church membership? Yeah. now if you're asking the question is there a verse that says thou shalt be a church member yeah. the answer to that question is no there is not a there's not a verse that says thou shalt be a church membership here's what your membership process should look like all these kinds of things and you know what a what church membership entails specifically but the Bible does reference church membership a, a couple of different places I just want to point to a couple of them um, in the New Testament here Um before you know, before going there, we need to we just recall what we see in the New Testament is mirrored, is pictured, is projected uh, in the Old Testament um, with the people of Israel. You know that God's always had a people, people for Himself, and He always plans for those people to be a corporate people, not just an one individual, um, but a group of people. And so, in the Old Testament, you see Israel very clearly uh, seeking to. Um, display God's holiness to the world, to obey God's commands, uh, all those different kinds of things. Israel is unfaithful to that, and so because of that, you see them actually get thrown out of the Promised Land, you know, and you see the prophets, all those kinds of things. But then when you see Jesus come onto the scene in the New Testament... He is the fulfillment of the... Of, he's the true Israel. He's the fulfillment of Israel. And so he, where Israel fails, Jesus succeeds. And then what you see in the New Testament is that the language that the Bible uses to talk about Israel in the Old Testament... He uses it to talk about the church in the New Testament, so we're meant to see some continuity there between Israel and the church, though there is a measure of discontinuity. Um, it's not totally divorced; they're not totally divorced from one one mm-hmm. another. So, what we see in Romans twelve and talking about this idea of church membership, let me just read uh, read from Romans twelve, verse four. It says, "For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many," are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. So, I think that's really good reason there to retain the language of church membership because you see it very clearly there. In one body there are many members. And so the idea of membership is not like a uh, a country club membership where you pay your dues and you get to, you know, be a member of the country club. Rather, it's this mutual commitment to a greater or larger purpose, a greater Mm -hmm. or larger group. So my legs are a part of my body just as much as my arms are a part of my body when my legs hurt or they don't work right, it actually makes more work for my arms. You know, I had a I had this crazy thing happen this summer. I got this knee infection and I wasn't able to walk for like a couple of days. Um, so it, I, I couldn't bend my knee. So I had to put all my weight on my left foot and I couldn't put any weight on my right foot and i like and we had stairs where we were living at the time and so i had to like go up and down the stairs on my hands and my one foot you know because i couldn't yeah. or i had to like grip onto the handrail that that kind of thing you know uh, and when you're when you're older you know and you you eventually all of us we're, our legs are going to stop working you know we're going to not be able to walk uh and it becomes more and more difficult it's the idea of uh, your your members being the, the parts of your body and they are one of another so if you you know probably probably one of the things that hurts the most is when you like stub your pinky toe you know or like you right. you hit your your hand your finger with a nail with a hammer when you're trying to nail something in or something like that it hurts so bad now right. is your finger like a vital part of your body? Can you live without your finger? Absolutely yeah. but that doesn't mean that it's just unimportant. Right. Uh, you know if someone comes in with a heart attack and someone comes in having you know cut cut off their finger and you're trying to triage them medically well the heart attack's more important. Right. But it's not to say that the, the finger's unimportant. And right. so it is with the with the body of Christ. I mean, that's it's what it's saying here, that we're all members of one another um, in the church, a, a part of that t- together, that we have, you know, I, I think the idea here is that we've committed together as members to bear one another's burdens, as a local church, to be members of the same uh, of the same body, as it were, the, the body of Christ. Uh, and talk about how it... Uh, how it uses the language of Christ here. Notice verse 5. It says, So we, that is the church, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. So we actually have a relationship to one another, you and I do, because we're members of the same church. Mm -hmm. That's actually founded upon the fact that we both have a relationship with Christ. Because we're both in Christ, therefore we are both members of Christ, And because we are members of Christ, we're one with Christ, we actually have membership with one another. And this membership is recognized through local churches being planted and established in different places. Now, if you read the book of Acts, what you find is the Apostle Paul doesn't say, hey, we're just members, kind of, we're we're all members of the universal church, and so there's no need for, like, local organized structures. No, what Paul does is he goes to different cities yeah. and he plants churches in each of the cities, and those cities constitute local bodies, uh, and they're comprised of church members. And there is there are, there are members who are a part of the body of Christ, and there are those who are not a part of the body of Christ. There is an inside to the church and an outside to the church. And if you don't know... Who, like who's in or who's out, if there's not a clear distinction of what it means to be a member of a church um, or what it means to just kind of attend on a Sunday, then you don't understand Romans chapter 4. Like there's not a way to practice Romans chapter 4. So to give you an example, let's say there's a guy who comes to our church and his name is Joe, right? And Joe just shows up on a Sunday morning. Hey, nice to be here. And Joe starts to attend the church regularly. Is, is Joe's relationship to the church the same as Sally's relationship to the church? And Sally has been, you know, she's been a, a part of the church. She's been a member of the church for 15 years. Is my commitment to them the same? Mm-hmm. In some sense, yes. In some sense, they're both your brother and sister in Christ, and so you should care for them. Right. But your relationship with Sally is distinctly different, just like it is with, you know, in a marriage. Mm-hmm when you as a man marry a a woman, you know, that that relationship with your now wife is fundamentally different than it is with any other woman in the world. Mm-hmm. It's fundamentally changed. So it is when you become a member of a church, when you submit yourself to the church, when you commit to the church, your relationship with other church members at that point actually changes. It's it's distinctly different. So that my relationship to Sally who's been a member of the church, or who is a member of the church, is actually different than my relationship to Joe, who just might be coming. What my desire is, is that Joe would actually become a, a member of that church where he is regularly attending. Why? Because we are members of one another at that point. To shed some more light on it, let me flip to 1 Corinthians 12 here. 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 12. This is a little bit lengthy, but let me just let me just read this here. nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we should think less honorable, we bestow the greatest honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care For one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating in various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret? but earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a more excellent way. The answer to all those questions is no. Oh, like right. not, not everyone teaches. Not everyone is an apostle. Not everyone works miracles. But does that mean that you're not important for the body mm-hmm. of Christ? No, it actually means you're very important. Notice how he even says there what I just alluded to in my silly illustration about your pinky toe or your, your, your foot uh, or, mm-hmm. your, or, or your, your finger. If you are a part of the body, just because you are small doesn't mean you're not important. Yeah. And I love what he says here in verse 26. If one member suffers, all suffer together. Mm-hmm. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. You can't obey that or you can't reflect that reality in the Christian life apart from church membership, apart from there being a, this kind of commitment one to another. Underneath the lordship of Christ, so is church membership biblical? I I would just encourage you if you're wrestling with this question or wondering what should church membership be. You know, are there membership dues that we have to pay? What 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 church membership is is simply caring for the body of Christ. That those individuals you that have professed faith in Christ that have been identified with Him in baptism that now you care for them spiritually. You seek to care for them physically. I think Mm -hmm. that they not you know if they have physical needs they don't go. On wanting those who are weak, right. you bear them up. You you yeah. bear their burdens. You you care for one another, and you rejoice together. Ultimately, yeah. the the church church membership is about is about rejoicing that yeah. God is building uh, that He has a body that He is building His church that Christ's kingdom uh, hasn't failed that it is it's moving forward. Yeah, what kind of questions does that raise for you?
0: Um, a couple, but I will say that I we talked about earlier in our episodes setting at the table with our family. And the difference between uh, if you and I are, are brothers and we're in a family and we're sitting at a table together, right. and then you invite even a cousin sure. to come over, the the difference that you should feel there. And I think that church membership is the same. Like you're saying, right. yes, do we care about the cousin? Yeah, well, of course we do. But there's a different there's a different bond yeah, and there's there. A different,
1: I would say there's a different obligation Definitely. for someone that lives in your house versus someone who doesn't. Yeah. You know, and same thing with church membership. I'm I'm grateful for all Christians everywhere that follow the Lord but i have a different obligation mm. to the fellow member of my church than i do just the christian guy i meet at the coffee shop i'm really glad he's there i'm really glad he's at the coffee shop but he's not a part of my my church so yeah. my my i'm not responsible for him his well-being spiritually mm-hmm. in the same way that i am responsible for the member of my local church and i think that's an important distinction that we need to we need to recover that members if, we, if we're using this illustration of a body that we have the responsibility to look out for the other parts of the body, to yeah. make to, to to care about their spiritual welf- welfare, their spiritual well being, those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, I have been in churches in the past, and part of the uh, membership was just so that you could make decisions sure. in the church. You know, yeah. Uh, that was really the only reason that they right. needed you to be a member is because yeah. they needed somebody to make the decisions, right? And man, looking at this from a biblical. B- biblical perspective i'll get that word out in a minute from a biblical perspective god has designed us to be so close knit and have the like you were saying before even the relationships between one another not right. just as the church as a whole but like
1: right. individually i That's- just i just look at it what would you, what do you what do you really want as you know as a christian do you want a place where you show up right you get what you want and you go home like Aldi or Publix. I've become a Publix guy recently. <laughs> or do you want a place where you get you show up and it's like cheers? You know, everybody knows your name. They're always glad you came. Like that—that that yeah. whole idea. Uh, I think that you know. I think maybe Cheers gives us a more uh, accurate depiction of what the church is supposed to be like in our mm-hmm. culture than uh, what we see. You know, in, in our our consumer-driven, our consumer-oriented yeah. uh, reality. Which, what do you want? I mean, do you yeah. want people that are like at Publix, like, "Hey, can I help you find anything?" Yeah. Or do you want people that are saying, "Hey, how's it going? Yeah. What, what's what's going on with your life?" With church membership you get this kind of accountability baked into your relationship with the other people that you get to know in the yeah. church that you you there's a there's an understanding. You're to look out for one another. You're to care for one another. Now, will that always be done perfectly? No, it won't. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't have any friendships where that happens perfectly. No. You know that I I often have friends. You know, I think, man, why didn't I? Why haven't they called me today? You know, why right. well, I haven't talked to them in a while? But remember, the phone goes both ways. So yeah. I also can reach out and call them. So and the same is true in church membership. If you think, man, I wish so and so would reach out to me. Well, if you're a member of the church, you have every obligation to just. Reach out to that person. Yeah. You don't have to have a reason for calling to just say, "Hey, how yeah. are you doing? How you know? How's your walk with the Lord?" Those yeah. kinds of things, and and making those kinds of conversations expected in a body, where it's a it's a cultural part of your church that spiritual conversations are just expected. They're not just at certain particular times. Um, and I think that's one of the things church membership gears us towards. If you just attend this, if you just show up at the same place every week but there's no real commitment outside of that particular meeting, Mm -hmm. I think your small talk is going to tend towards sports and the weather, which I like talking about both of those things. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But if I know that this person is a member of my church, that they have submitted themselves to Christ, when I begin to talk about spiritual things, I'm actually encouraging him. I'm actually encouraged in that conversation rather than feeling like it's strange. If you get what I'm saying, Um, you can, you can meet the guy at the gym, and you can talk about how much you bench press and talk about your workout regimen and what protein you're drinking all that kind of stuff. And if you tar- start to talk about spiritual things, he's gonna think you're kind of weird. Right. Yeah. But when you show up at the church and you, you know, you see that person, maybe you have very little in common with that person, but you go up to him, you start talking to him, and then you ask them, Hey, how's your walk with the Lord? Um, they don't they don't run away from that. That doesn't yeah. become a strange thing. It actually becomes a, a way that God is has ordained. For you to encourage the church, to care for the body, to serve the body—that's what church membership is about. Yeah. There, there is—you mentioned the reality about voting, or you know, about having a say. So, and what goes on goes on, and that's a part of that's being. Part that's a part yeah. of being a part of the church. But if that's your favorite part of being a part of the church, you've missed. You missed it. Completely. You've missed what the New Testament says is the joy yeah. of being a member of the member of the church. So, is church membership biblical? Yes. Right. right? We want to. We want to fully, fully, you know, put our chips on the table there. Um, the Bible doesn't give a clear like prescription. You know, it doesn't read like a constitution of a church. Here's what church membership should be, but it does really give a clear picture. And if you look at the picture and then you try to crunch it into our culture and crunch it, what what works in our our particular culture, taking the the biblical commands and saying how do we fit this into our way of life, um, I think you have to have something like church membership in yeah. order for you to obey the Bible. Um, and it's church membership is going to look different to some degree, culture to culture, and place to place. Um, but it's going to be the 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 form of the thing that's different, not the thing itself. Yeah. And so you might have you know fewer membership classes in certain parts of the country, or you might have more membership classes in parts of the country or parts of the world, depending on like where your context is. Where we are here, um, you know, to to be a member, we we you know we're in the south. Most people are pretty familiar with church. Um, either they they have someone in their family who is a member of a church, or they know someone who's a member of a church. So the idea of church membership isn't entirely foreign to them. Yeah. Uh, the amount of instruction, the amount of reminding, might be a little bit less in those kinds of in those kinds of uh, those those kinds of situations. That kind of cultural connotation, but the 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 ground level, the base level, is exactly the same of what you would see at a church in. East Tennessee versus a church in Nigeria versus a church in China, like the church membership, you're going to obey the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the same. It might be, it might be fleshed out in a different way, but this commitment one to another um, is going to be the same uh, because of what the Bible teaches to be true about the body of Christ. And I think it's just, that's one of the beauties of it. It is, like transcultural, cross-cultural, in in right. it, in every, in every sense of it, it might be applied in a different, in a different way, in a different culture, um, but the the bones are still there. The the base level is still there.
0: Yeah, and I think that should excite you when you look at this through the scriptures that we just read, talking about not only are we going to labor together, we're going to rejoice together. Yeah, you right. know, that should excite you to say, hey, okay, well, I don't have to do it on my own." First of all, and then when when we when I rejoice or when they rejoice, I get to rejoice with them. That's right. You know, and so I, yeah, that membership idea from a biblical perspective, is so much more joyful and exciting. And I want to say,
1: this puts the onus on the individual Mm -hmm. to take some responsibility um, that, you know, you're never just going to drift towards holiness. I'm not just going to wake up tomorrow morning and lose 20 pounds. You know, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow morning and just not be sinful. Uh, Our lives are progressive uh, progressive sanctification progressive sanctification is a part of our life it's the way we live the christian life so it is with a church membership mm-hmm. you're going to show up at a church and you're you know you, you might join it and you're not going to be best friends with everybody instantly it, nothing in your life works like that even when you get married like mm-hmm. you when you get married and you spend that first year living with your spouse you're that's a total stranger like for those first several months you know mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out how do i live with this person you know what? If you put in the effort and you put in the time, the marriage is a really wonderful thing. Yeah, um, and it's hard, and it comes with its ups and its highs and its lows and its ups mm-hmm. and its downs. But I think that most people who have been married would say that they're glad they did it. Especially someone that's been married for fifty years. You know, yeah. are you glad you did it? They'd say absolutely. Uh, so it is with church membership that 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 relationship deepens. Uh, like a like a finely aged wine, you know, the yeah. older it gets, the the better that it is. The more the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of exactly. it. Um, and so, just thinking of thinking of some of those things, um, if you're just depending upon someone else to help you grow spiritually, but you're not also concerned for the spiritual growth of others, yeah. Um, it's if it's all take and no give, you're actually not going to be getting out of church membership what's expected, because baked into the idea of church membership is suffering together and rejoicing together. Yeah. Who wants to sign up to suffer? Yeah. Jesus Christ did. And if we want to be like Christ, we should expect that we should we should suffer, but we we suffer with brothers and sisters in Christ. We suffer together for the glory of God so that we might also rejoice together. And on the last day there will be an end to suffering but there won't be an end to rejoicing. And so church Mm -hmm. membership is a little foretaste of heaven in that way.
0: Yeah, definitely. Man, I love that. So we're going to be talking next week about how that church membership actually makes a difference in our life. And I think a lot of what we've been talking about, will get to like spill over into that, and we'll get to see what does that mean for me individually. That's right. And so um, make sure to tune in next week. Uh, check out How Does Church Membership Make a Difference in Your Life. And again, if you haven't seen the episodes before, go check that out as well. Uh, any last thoughts before we go today?
1: Uh, yeah, find a church. Join yeah. it. Find a Find a church that's, that's practicing what the Bible teaches. And join it uh, and see how God might use that in your life. And it's going to create uh, difficulty at times. It's going to create some adversity. But nothing in your life that is worthwhile has been easy. No. And so, don't think church membership is just going to be just going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but man, it's going to be worth it.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you, Drew. For thank you, James, bringing all this to light and bringing out the Bible and, and just sharing the Word of God with us. Happy to do it. All right. We'll see you right back here next week on the Creekside Podcast.